Today, we're going to be talking about probably the number one thing that holds all business owners, especially those of you that have sort of this, maybe it's a side gig right now. Maybe your agency is a side gig. Maybe it's not the full-time thing yet. This is the number one reason or reasons that people get stuck and they don't actually move anywhere. They don't actually make any money. And if they do make any money, they don't turn it into a lot of money. And it's fear and procrastination. And with a big exclamation mark on procrastination. And today we're going to talk about how to finally get over that. Even if you're someone that suffered with this never really getting over the hump for years, we're not just talking five, 10 years. We're talking maybe 20 years that this has been something. Today we're going to talk about how we can get it over all that and how we can help your agency go through the roof. So let's dive in. Let's do it. This is the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. Inside, you'll learn how to build, grow, and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop. Let's get started with the show. Oh, procrastination. <laughs> it is uh, It is something that I think has plagued me my whole life. And it took me a very long time to get to a point where I am as productive as I am today, even having sort of this tendency to put things off until the last minute. And there's a lot of strategies that I had to use to get to that. And it was something that I had to focus on. And I know Tabitha, who's with us today as always. How are you doing, Tabitha? Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is something Tabitha has had to overcome in her life. And listen, if you're the kind of person that is into digital marketing in general, and that's sort of something you're nerdy about, I think that there's probably something else in your brain that sort of puts you in this mode of being a procrastinator. I don't know why those things seem to relate, but everybody that I ever talked to at every event that I've ever been to, um, it's one of those things. And so today we're going to talk about procrastination and like maybe you don't even call what is happening to you procrastination, but we're going to dig into why this is such a problem, why it's the number one reason um, or one of the top reasons that holds people back from building a successful agency, a successful online business. And we're going to get into it. So some of the ways that we're going to kind of dig into this is uh, why are you like, why are you procrastinating? Why are you quote unquote a procrastinator? How do you overcome it? How to start moving? And, and once you start moving, how you keep moving? I think that is a big, big key behind this. So um, Tab, you have some thoughts on this. I know. Um, why? What do you think is the core of being a procrastinator uh, and where does it come from? Yeah. So I'm a huge Mel Robbins fan. If you've never listened to her, you should because she's amazing at this topic. But she always says that you're not a procrastinator. You just have the habit of procrastinating, which I cannot agree with more. <laughs> That a lot of people, it's not the fact that you're trying to put off work is that you've got so much stress in your life that procrastinating is a way to deal with the stress that you've got going on. It, 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 it helps give yourself a little bit of endorphins. It gives you a little bit of what you're looking for as far as stress relief goes. Um, but actually, it's causing more stress because you're not getting anything done. <laughs> I call this the uh, the Don Draper effect. Um, oh. If anybody if anybody is a Mad Men fan um, of that show, one of the big things about Don Draper was he was very good in pressure cookers. Um, you know, it's almost like this guy, if you really watch closely, would put himself in situations to where he would be in sort of the last minute to come up with something genius, and and because uh, he was trained that way, or he had trained himself that way, he would typically come up with this stuff, and so he had sort of put himself in a position where he thought, I think a lot of the time, the only way that he could come up with something genius was to put it off into the last minute. And I think that's, a, that's something I talked myself into, not because of Don Draper, because I think I'm that smart, but it's, <laughs> it's to think that my brain works best when I have put something off. Um, when in 
the grand reality of things, I got into that mode, not because it was effective, because I was stressed mm-hmm. and because there were so many things flying at me. And so, you know, I, I think that the key here is, is it's exactly that it's a habit. Mm-hmm. It's just a habit that you've been conditioned to. And whether you realize it or not, this can put you into some very, very bad places. And I think the most stress that comes to me in my life comes to me from procrastination. And it actually sours a lot of the other things that I do where I don't procrastinate. And so if you are sitting there right now and you're listening to us and you've kind of started a business, maybe you've been in business for years and it's not where you want it to be. I want you to really listen to this and dig down to what we're going to be talking about, because I think some of the strategies we're going to give you in the next little bit are going to help you to get more done but not feel like you're working as hard, number one, but and to also not feel like you've got so much flying at you, no matter what situation you happen to be in in life. And so, like I said, it's a, it's a form of stress relief. It, mm-hmm. it, you got to kind of look at it like that. But let's let's start talking about sort of the core issue and the core causes here. Like for me, for me, this is when I get outside of my norm. That's where procrastination comes in for me every single time. I have some things that I will, you know, will do every single day. They're part of what I have to do because if I don't do them, I let people down. And I think that's the thing. Where I start to notice that I get into procrastinating situations is where something new comes at me. So, for instance, something that uh, is not in my day-to-day, someone will ask me to write a forward to a book. Or someone will ask me to, hey, listen, I need a little bit of help with uh, this thing uh, – that I don't know how to do. I don't know how to run this Facebook ad for my business. And and I'm not used to working in this industry. So I'll say, sure, I'll cut you a video. It's cool. I'll get it to you um, by this date. And invariably, because I don't, it's out of my norm. (laughs) I will wait until the night before that date and do it. Or I will, you know, or I will wait to write the forward until the week before when I had months to do it. And so I'm completely opposite of you because if it's something like you throw a lot of new stuff at me and I'm one of those that like, let me just go ahead and get this over with because if it's crap, then I got time to fix it. (laughs) Whereas if it's the stuff that I already know how to do, I'm like, I can put it off. I can do it anytime. I can do it anytime. I can just keep putting it off. Well, I think that's what's interesting too. Just the opposite. (laughs) I I think that's what's so great is you can't just pin it down to one style of things or one thing. It's because we both tackle it in a completely different way. And so, one of the things that I have found that is really effective for me, and I, I'm actually turning this into a book, uh, a book style planner, like not like an actual you have to read through the book, but it's something that like what I started to notice is is when I'm aware of certain things, um, I don't procrastinate. It's, it's really interesting. So I've got like these seven things that I actually write down um, in my head, but I'm actually putting them into something that I can actually write them down because I think it's more effective when you do it daily. Mm-hmm. So the idea is before I go to bed every night, This is the first part of this process. Before I go to bed every night, um, what I will do is I will put down three things mentally in my head that have to be finished tomorrow. Not started, not halfway done, not touched, but finished. And so I think what a lot of people in their day to day, they get like they get these to do lists of like 100 different things that they have to do. And what ends up happening is you end up touching a piece of those things. So maybe, and this is what's crazy. So is it just work things or is it life in general things? See, this is what's so interesting about it is we all have things we must do every day, Mm -hmm. right? We must do, like we must touch, we must be a part of, and we put those things on a list, even though there's no way we can actually finish them. So for me, I look at in my personal life, in my business life, what are the three things that have to get done tomorrow? 
And so this is this is why I do this because where we really get stressed and we get into procrastination mode for me anyway, it's when I touch things, but don't finish. So what happens is if even one more thing gets on that list of the total 100, it's now 101. And I'm even more stressed because I don't even know which way to run because there's so many things. So what's highly effective for me is making sure that every day I find at least three things on the big list of things that I need to do that I can absolutely knock out. And so what happens to your brain is, as we said, procrastination is a habit. So is actually finishing things. And so if every day all you're trying to do is finish three things, they don't have to be the most important things in the world, even though we want to get those things done. We want to touch those things the next day, but they have to be something you can knock off the list. And when you're actively knocking something off the list, that's huge. So three things are are big for me. Another couple of things, and I'm not going to go through all of the things that I've got here because I don't want to get into too much of this. I'm sure we'll cover that another time. But one of the other things for me is I always write down what is one of the things that I need to fix? Not that I'm going to get done, but what is one of the things in my life that I need to fix? And so I'm always thinking about, okay, what is something that right now needs to be fixed that is broken? So what's an example? a, A good example is this. So like maybe you got off the phone with your mom. And you were talking to your mom and you feel like it didn't end well. Like not that you were into it bad, but it did not end well. What's going to happen is, is if that is weighing over me the next day, it gets in the way of the three things and it gets away of everything that I have to do. So that's a big one. Another one is this, and this is, like I said, these are weird ways to attack your brain and get over a procrastination. It's, I'm always looking to say, what is one person that I'm rooting for this week? And so, you know, and this is not just to have gratitude, to be aware, but it's if you put down one person that you're rooting for, what starts to come out in your to-do list of the three things you need to do is you'll start relating to what's one thing I need to fix. What's one person I'm rooting for? And you start sort of interrelating these things into, okay, one of the things on my to-do list needs to be something that helps this person get to where they need to go, which in turn usually improves what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, I've got all these little questions that go with, you know, the three things that I need to do the next day. But the idea is when you start thinking about some things that are actually important, it really starts to dictate your to-do list and you get there. And on top of that, you know, this is so simple, but I just have to say this for me anyway, deadlines are so important. Mm -hmm. And when someone gives me something, usually there is a deadline. If there's not a deadline, I make a deadline for it. (laughs) But If exactly, but if they (laughs) give me a deadline, the idea, and this is a huge, huge thing for me, I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner, is to make sure that your deadline is a good week to two weeks before their deadline. Mm. And that's monstrous. And the thing is, is deadlines, but more importantly, deadlines that are on a calendar that give you reminders. My phone, having my phone here that gives me a deadline that says, but two days before that deadline, make sure you give me a reminder. And then to also realize, if I don't have it done by then, it's probably not getting done. You can really knock that off the list or keep it on the list. So those are some of the things that like are super important to me that I try to take reference of that I don't hear a lot of people out there talking about. I mean, the deadlines, yes, deadlines are so important. But some of the other stuff, I think it helps you to determine what is really important and what is something that maybe I should have said no to in the first place that I said yes to. So what else you got? That's a big one to learn. So I had a question though. So you've got a list of just three things. Is there a master list that has like all of the things anywhere? Because like I'm one of those, like I have, I have a Trello board that's got things that I need to do, things I'm currently working on, things that are, you know, holding for whatever reason and the things that I've finished. 
Um, that's how I work. So, but I have a master list of like everything. So I don't forget anything. And then I move it over to, this is what I'm working on in this moment. Yeah. It's good for me to keep a Trello board too. And for those of you that don't use Trello, Trello is not a document that a lot of people use Trello the wrong way. Like Trello is this thing that helps us with movement in our business. Okay. Trello is all about movement. So Trello has a system of cards and lists. And what you do is you put things down so that you can coordinate Here's what I need to get accomplished. When I get it accomplished, I move it from one place to the next place. And we use Trello as a company so that we can coordinate. So maybe I have nothing to do until Tabitha moves one of her cards over to my area. And so I have a big list of things that need to get done. I put them on the list that's there. But what's interesting is, is a lot of times the ideas that I have, the things that I need to get done, the things that other people need to get for me to get done they don't become important until I start relating them into those other little pieces of my brain. And so that's the idea is being aware enough of what's actually important. Like when you're thinking about who am I rooting for? What is something I need to fix? What am I the most thankful for today? When you start thinking of those things, it really starts to dictate your to-do list because you know the things that are the most important to get out of the way. And even if they, even if they're not the most important things that you can knock off the list quickly. And so like that, that's a big one for me, but like, what I have a real problem with is what most people do. And what most people do is most people, when they're starting their agency, they have their main gig, their main gig. They have walls. They have, I got to be there at eight. I got to leave there at five. And that's the walls within those things. They have projects that are imposed upon them that they have to do, but then they get over to their other gig and they don't have those same walls. You have to create the same walls. You have to create that. If this is not done by this week, I don't have a real business. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. A lot of times when I start a new business, that's how I determine whether it's serious or not. Is If I can move a phone call uh, that was supposed to happen tonight at nine for a business, um, but I moved the phone call twice, it's not really a business. It's a hobby. And so I think that's the thing you got you to start to think of. If you don't have real deadlines going on right now, you're just saying, hey, you know what? I need to get this done eventually, and then that'll be my business. You don't really have a business. And so that's the thing. With whatever you're doing right now, you've got to take a, a step back. And it's totally okay if what you're doing is a hobby. Some of us, we love this digital stuff uh, because it's our hobby. And that's okay. But you need to take some pressure off from yourself and say, this is my hobby. If it's a real business, however, you've got to say, you know what? I've got this new service that's launching and it's got to launch by this date. And these are the 20 things that I've got to do. And every day I'm going to do three so that I can get it done by the end of the month. And that's that's how you break things down is you take a giant piece of things. You take all of the things that need to be done. And then every day, what are three that you're going to get done? Because most of us, whether you like it or not, you can't get more than three done because life happens. It pops up. So that's just my spill on it. And. There you go. What else? What else we got? <laughs> so it, it inevitably is going to happen. I mean, you're going to procrastinate because for me, I don't know if it's like you, but we deal with Facebook a lot with all of our groups and stuff. And then you get on Facebook and then you scroll and you scroll and you, scroll and you look up. You're like, uh, where did the last 15 minutes go? So how do you, I know how I do it, but how do you snap out of that procrastination and, and start doing something instead of procrastinating? This may seem crazy, but um, I, I impose my I impose deadlines throughout the day. Uh-huh. So a lot of times, what I will do is I will be saying, I'll sit here and I'll be like, you know what? I started at um, I started at eight a.m. this morning. Maybe I got around early and I started at eight a.m. And you know what? I've got all day to do these three tasks. 
Um, and then I've got my kids thing at five. Okay. So I've got to be there. There's no way I'm missing it. And that's, so the problem is, is those three things may only be a couple of hours worth of work. So what do we do? Well, we procrastinate because what we're really great at doing is saying we've got, you know, this many hours and I've got this many tasks and I'm going to fill, I'm going to stretch it out. And so that's the thing. A lot of procrastination comes from that. We have a set amount of time and we're going to fill in the set amount of task into the set amount of time. Mm -hmm. So what you do is this. Call your mom, call your best friend, schedule something for three o'clock, schedule a, a lunch, schedule something else in there that you don't have to do, but that will absolutely force you to get things knocked out before that time. And so in the other side of this is too, if you're an agency, schedule a client getting activity, schedule two client getting activities, schedule going into a business, schedule going down to your local chamber, schedule anything that is a little bit extra so that... You've got that. No, it's not one of those three tasks. Uh-uh. It's not one of your three tasks for the day. That's not what it's about. It's just something that, hey, it's meant to push me to get my three tasks done in two hours rather than the eight to 10 hours that I maybe had thrown yeah. aside. That's that's how I do it. Sometimes I will say, you know what? Um, I've got this time and I know if I give myself all of this time, I'm going to take up all the time and play in between. And what ends up happening is, is – I get right down to the last 20 minutes and then the quality of work's not there. And then sometimes I don't get done and I have to move that task to my next day for three things. And that's that's when I get really disappointed. And what's the most dangerous part of this, and this is where I know a lot of people listening are, are is you look up and you realize I do that every day now because it's become a habit. Meaning and that's, move it every day? Yeah, because it's become something that you've allowed yourself to do. And it's just like training. It's just like getting up and going to the gym. It's just like you know, eating the right food. It's not the fun thing to do, but if you do it every day, it gets easy and it gets to be something that if you miss it one day, you're definitely not going to miss it the next because it made you feel funny inside. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing. Those of us that are highly productive, we're highly productive because we're riding the highly productive bike every day. Um, And we've gotten used to riding that highly productive bike. Yeah. And it's, I, I think the really beautiful part about that is you can train yourself to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think this is sort of where I want to go with this next is how long does it take to get yourself there when you actually start moving? And so I, I think this is sort of the next section of things is nothing's going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one of the number one things that I think we see every day with people that we're working with through that we're trying to train to grow agencies, not necessarily our clients. We do see it with our clients, too. <laughs> but the number one thing that we see is there's this picture of what something's supposed to look like in your head before you start building it. And where a lot of us get into this is we look over at this guy's agency over here. We look over at this person's business over here and we say, man, I'm going to build it exactly like that. What you, what you miss out on is what they were doing three years ago was nowhere near that. Mm-mm. was nowhere near that. You can't and, judge your beginning by somebody else's middle. You just can't do that. Yeah. And that's where we all get stuck is we will not pull the trigger. We will not put up the buy button. We will not make the phone call because what our product is, is not what someone is doing, you know, in their middle. And that's the thing. What I think I have realized in the entire time that we've been doing this, we've had the agency, we've had, you know, digital businesses all over the place is people don't need a high level of production. They just want a certain result and giving someone a certain result with, you know, a service that you're providing does not take a whole lot. And guess what? 
when you start off at the beginning, you offer that service, they buy it. And then three months down the road, you've been working on making it better. And you tell them, oh, by the way, you're getting this better version of it now. Mm-hmm. They love that. What's bad is when you never actually put it in front of them because you can't help them. You certainly aren't helping yourself. And this is the part where you look up one day and you realize that your business is in a lot of trouble because it's not making a lot of money. People love it when you start off with something simple that will help them and then grow it. And then they benefit down the road from that Mm -hmm. growth. Mm -hmm. So, well, and the one thing that I've noticed too, for me anyway, is like when I'm trying something new and it, it seems scary, if I just do it and get it over with, it's less scarier than it is if I just postpone it and think about it and think about it and think about it and think about it. <laughs> one of the yeah, one of the things that one of the rules Tabitha and I have in the agency is every day there's a possibility we're going to be doing something that we have no idea what we're doing. Uh, and I'm really good at like throwing things at Tabitha <laughs> that she has to do that is like she's never done it before. And you know, my thing with her is is like let's get it done and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, that's, that's sort of the standard that I hold myself to is as well as I want to see what it looks like when we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, well, like I said, you only got one way to go. It's only up from there. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think that far too many people guess at what somebody wants. And, but a lot, a lot of time what we'll do with the client is we'll get something done that we've never done before. And we'll ask the client, we'll say, what is missing from this that would, you know, cause you, you know, what, what would actually help you? What is missing from this? And they'll tell us. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Once you actually have or having an honest conversation with people, they'll absolutely tell you what's missing and what you need to add. The problem is, is when you're guessing and you're not getting any feedback. And so one of the big things that we do out of the gate is we'll launch a product with our best guess. And you got to have confidence to do that. And I'm not talking about not being a professional. I'm not talking about fake it till you make it. That's not what I'm talking about at all. We're launching stuff that we're good at, but there's a million different pieces that we could add to a service or something that we're offering that we have no idea if it even needs. So we'll launch it at the absolutely bare minimum. We'll get feedback from a client. A client has no problem paying you and giving you feedback about what needs to improve as long as you're willing to improve it. But I think that's a big thing that's kept me from procrastination too, is we've gotten used to doing things in a way that we know when it's all said and done, we're going to deliver value to the client. Now, that's a confidence thing that we've built up. Everybody sitting there at home listening to this or in their car, wherever you happen to be, you got to have that. You got to understand that if you are someone that's hustling for someone, they can handle things that aren't perfect in the beginning. And mm-hmm. as long as you're willing to improve them. And looking at client work that way absolutely has changed the way that I go about it because. I know that I don't have to have it perfect. And when I know I don't have to have it perfect, I don't procrastinate. I don't keep adding features. I don't put putting things on top. I just get it done. I put the minimum viable product out there. We put a buy button on it and we start pitching it. And if during the pitch, it's not right enough to even sell it, well, then we absolutely get the feedback we need to put it to where it needs to go mm-hmm. to get there too. And so it's a little rough and tumble for some of you listening because – a lot of you are what we would call perfectionist, which is to me just another word for procrastinator. Um, <laughs> I, I, that's all there is to it for me. It's it's it really is. Um, but that's it. Do the work. Get your minimum viable product, your MVP out there, and be okay with it. And listen, when you're doing when you're setting deadlines, that's all you're going to be able to get out. Sometimes is that minimal viable product. I was just talking about. This is a perfect just kind of an example. I've got this book right, mm-hmm. and it's not really a book. It's more like a journal. And it's got these questions that I ask myself every day and it's got a date on it. And so like 
I know that the perfect time to put this out there into the world is this certain date, but it's going to have to be me hustling to get it out. Do I think that it's going to be the perfect version of this journal the first time I put it out? No, but I know that if I put it out in the timing that I'm thinking of putting it out, there will be people that will buy it. There will be people that it delivers value to their lives, but they will absolutely give me feedback on, I wish you had this in here because this is what I'm, this is what I'm writing in the margins every day. Mm -hmm. And I wish there was a place for that. And so that's one of the things that I think is great is when you're delivering some sort of value into the world, the people that you're delivering the value to will tell you how to deliver more. And just that thought keeps you from holding too much back. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, keep moving. I, I think that's the moral of the story here. Um, action breeds action. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts, thoughts on that because confidence grows because of action. If you're unsure of yourself right now, just do it because you're going to suck in the beginning, but the more you do it, the better you're going to become and the more your confidence is going to build. So just take action. I think there's a beauty to understanding you're going to suck when you start. You <laughs> and know, embracing I, the suck, as you say. <laughs> embrace the suck is definitely a motto. And we need t-shirts that say that. We do. But I think, ben Atkins. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that's the thing is when you when you really think about it, it's when you first start, there's a confidence that can come with knowing that what you put out there is not going to be your greatest version, but just putting it out there. And I, I, I am such an admirer of people that every day or every week they're putting something new out into the world and to watch them grow because you got to think about it. Like when you were playing baseball, when you were a kid or when you were playing whatever sport, like the first time you got out there, you weren't great. Like I watched my kid over the last year, try like learn to throw, Mm -hmm. like learn to actually throw a ball. And the thing is he wasn't great when he got out there, but what I really loved about the kid was just because he wasn't the best thrower, he was still throwing the ball. He was still out there busting it and he was putting in the reps. And I think that's the same thing is if you put in the reps and you keep moving, that suck that you are embracing in the beginning becomes less sucky over time. And you wake up one day and you realize that you're really good yeah. at something. And then it just gets easier and easier to keep moving. So, yeah. So did we miss anything? I think, it, like I said, it, it was sort of an off the cuff, um, you know, version of procrastination. The idea though is that you know, somebody took something out of it. Yeah. Uh, those, those are some strategies that we use to manage procrastination. Some things that we sort of have in our heads that even when we're doing something, we're not as good at that. We aren't familiar with that. We can bust through it. And if it helps you, let us know, leave us a review on po- Apple podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you jump over to the website, digitalagencyinsiders.com. We're going to have show notes. You can listen to this again there. You can leave us comments there. Um, but more importantly, let us know if this helped. Let us know if it was something that was good for you. Let us know what you want to hear more of. And if it did help you, share it with a friend. That's always fun. We always enjoy uh, having you around. We're going to have more great stuff coming your way. Make sure you watch uh, for notifications. They're going to be coming uh, every week at least. We're going to be getting a new episode. And uh, we're having a blast. We hope you are too. You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.